Hey guys, Dominic Neshi here from Wealthy. We've got another Wealthy Wednesday with a lovely Tiffany Ribbonart. How are you, Dom? Awesome. Um, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a couple of days. We're all now in isolation. I know this is week two of isolation. So that's why we're recording this as a video where I like that I can see you face to face, right? Instead of having you on the side and turning backwards and forwards. Yeah, this is a bit more refreshing. It's, it's interesting, um, you know, everybody, you see all the, the memes and stuff across the world where people have been staying from working from home for a little while now. Um, and now just this weekend, they released the government's, you know, Gladys Berejiklian, I hope I pronounced that right, saying that now we're going into, um, we're going to go into lockdown. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, sorry. I, I was reading how, yeah, Victoria and New South Wales governments are trying to take the lead and make sense the biggest populations and i i was even thinking we're recording this today it's monday and today's slightly chilly versus coming from four really warm days so this all affects to our health and not getting i don't know a cold and coronavirus is that thing that we're all trying to avoid that's exactly right we're doing the smart thing keeping safe staying away from each other not each other you and i but everyone else that's out there um but but the reason why i thought we would talk about the coronavirus and because it is on the tip of everybody's tongues um i've had a lot of messages from clients texts calls saying well, how is the coronavirus going to affect the property market and you and i have been a little bit quiet about it we've had some opinions but we've yeah. been a little bit quiet just because we've been wanting to see what the government would do what stimulus would be coming into place what effects have happened globally um, and we needed time to see how the market was going to respond before we could give some clear answers i feel like now i'm starting to feel a lot more confident um yeah. always optimistic but now i feel like i'm starting to understand what's happening in the market hundred percent. Yeah. And we're not economists, right? And even if we were, there's millions of economists out there trying to predict what's going to happen and no one knows, no one has the crystal ball. So everything we're talking, it's about our understanding, what we're seeing in this market, our expertise, and hoping that we can um, answer some of the questions we're receiving every day. Yeah. Well, let's start with what the government's done. They're, they're injecting $66 billion worth of cash, you know, in, in one form or another, incentives to small businesses, cash into, you know, uh, families' homes. They're employing a little bit of quantitative easing. So they're buying government-backed the RBA is buying government-backed bonds. And just to simplify that, because we're not economists, yes. basically it's, the bank owns a whole bunch of government-backed bonds. The RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, is buying all these bonds back and other financial instruments. So putting cash into the banks. By giving the banks cash, then they've got more money to lend out to you, me, everybody out there that's looking to go and invest. So they're trying to stimulate the economy in that way in this time of fear and uncertainty. And I mean, You've got a bit of experience with this because you've come from Argentina where you've seen the economy do all sorts of interesting things. Do you want to talk yes. a little bit about your experiences? Yes. So I think that um, without us being economists or experts, there is two components here, inflation and devaluation. 
right? And what you're just doing, what, when you just mentioned that the RBA is buying back the bonds, giving the banks more cash, that's putting cash on the streets. And it's it's really good. So they're not just giving cash out. So they're, they're, there's more people going to be trying to transact, but also they're lowering the interest rates, right? So instead of, if I have the, the option of putting my money on my savings account or going and using it to invest, let's say in property, my savings account will be giving me very little return and I will want to go and invest it in property um, because the rates are the lowest we've ever seen them, right? That's what the RBA is trying to do. Now, when we talk about printing money or putting money on the streets, that's what generates inflation. And countries like Australia have really healthy inflation, usually of around 1.82%, which keeps the economy going, right? The, the worst that could happen to an economy is not having inflation where people want to hold their money in their bank accounts because it will be worth more in one year's time. So no one consumes. So inflation is healthy and inflation is good. Now, what's happening is with this whole stimulus that's coming into place, so you just mentioned the banks are have a whole package of things which means that some people who are struggling financially will be receiving money to go and spend or cover their cost. And some companies will be receiving money from the government to be saved, let's say airlines, for instance. Um, so all of those different pots of money that the, the bank, the reserves bank or the federal government or whoever is putting into the economy will be producing inflation, right? I don't know. I'm not an economy. I don't know how much more than that stable 1.8 we've been seeing over the last many years. But what that means is that in the future, we know some people are expecting prices of properties to go down. And that might not necessarily happen because of inflation, right? Inflation usually doesn't kick off right now when all of these measures are taking place, but usually when things start improving, like the economy is slowing down, we're seeing less transactions, and now we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening in the property market. Now, it's slowing down. As it starts to recover, that's when we start seeing inflation come into place, and that's when properties and, and costs of things in general will start costing more because of inflation. So instead of us seeing prices going down, it we might be seeing prices going up because of all of this stimulus coming into the market. Does that make sense, Dom? Is it clear enough? I think it's pretty clear. I mean, you, you've, you've summarized it well in that there will be a time where the market will slow down. Yes. But you're seeing the government, you're seeing banks, you're seeing all of these bigger institutions inject more money into the economy allowing people to still buy, still transact, still do things. And the best places to put their money isn't in cash. It's to go and do something with it. Now, the government is protecting a lot of us, small businesses, a lot of retail companies. They're, they're, they're coming up with ways to stimulate the economy, to put confidence back in. But what I think is really important is that word confidence. People are scared and they're uncertain. And that's the biggest fear, it's the uncertainty, not knowing what's gonna happen. People have been scared saying, well, could this be the new norm? That's why people are panic buying. It's why they're buying toilet paper. It's why they're yeah. doing crazy stuff. It's the fear, it's the uncertainty. I wanna protect my family, I wanna protect my friends. 
So how do I do that and what can I do? And it's very, very reactive. But as we're starting to see how this virus is affecting some of the more advanced spaces like China, how that's been impacted. I've seen a number of videos coming out of Beijing recently where it started to normalize a little bit. The economy starting to kind of be a bit better. People are back in the streets. They haven't had any supply line issues. Toilet papers can still be found and bread. Um, I recently watched and have been reading reports from a gentleman named Michael Del Preti. He has a number of good reports where he focuses on um, realestate.com, Domain, Zoopla, Zillow, all of these big, large um, real estate firms, like real estate document Dane, where they can see the transactions and the amount of people looking and transacting in the market. Interestingly, in China, they saw that at the start of when they first noticed the flu was coming in, there was a drop in the market. Then at the peak, when they had the most amount of issues in the market, it had dropped the most. And then it started coming back. Once it sort of broke the back of that flu, the market started stabilizing and coming back because people could see that there was a brighter future ahead. Confidence started coming back. There was less fear and uncertainty and the market started moving again. Again, interestingly, watching Italy, it started very slowly. The market started dropping and we haven't seen that increase come back yet. So I think that Australia is going to have a very similar pattern where a lot of us for a long while will be holding to our houses, doing Zoom meetings like this, yes. doing as much as we can from our computer. But <clears throat> some people aren't as impacted by the fear and uncertainty as others. A hundred percent. And fear makes us behave irrationally. Sometimes the uncertainty uh, and that fear makes us follow the crowds and it, it won't be uncertainty forever. This is not the first time that a market slows down or a global economy slows down. No. And we are in that unique place where what you were just explaining is, it's how, how good is it that Australia is coming? It's not good, sorry, let me reframe this, but we're, we can see other markets and how they have behaved and how they're sort of now seeing that silver lining. So we have less uncertainty now. We can see what's on the other side, right? We can learn from other markets. So what you just explained how in markets like China, we've seen that slowdown and now that recovery. For us, we haven't seen probably the worst in Australia yet, but knowing that we can look at other markets who have gone through the worst and are seeing the other side, that, that's in a fortunate place to be at, right? Like, because uncertainty and fear, it's what's driving most of us right now. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I, everybody quotes this all the time. I think Warren Buffett said it, I hope he said it, <clears throat> where, where people are scared, when people are being fearful, that's when we should be greedy. And when people are being greedy, that's when we should be fearful, right? In this, this part of the market, you know, let's, let's just have a look back this same time last year, right? The clearance rates, so the amount of uh, property being sold at the auction was about 50, 60% roughly. So it's okay. a coin flip whether you're going to sell your property. This time, this year, so this year, it's about 77%, 80%. It has come back a little bit over the past couple of weekends and it probably will come back a little further. But what I'm pointing to is... Everybody that I was talking to at the start of the year said, I wish I had bought something when it was 50, 60% clearance rates. 
Yes. When the market's coming down, when there's less people at the auction, less people at open homes, less people out there, means you have the space to do your research, to breathe, to have a look at the properties, do your cash flow analyses, do your feasibilities and see, is this a good opportunity? I know that you are smiling because you're getting your finances ready. You're like, I'm ready to pounce. It, so, so that's the thing. I think we look, for me, it's all about looking at the opportunities, right? We can face this in a negative or in a positive way. Yeah. If, if I'm trying to invest, I'd rather be in a market where I can take my time, as you just mentioned, run my analysis, and I'm not competing against 30, 50 other people for the same property, right? Which right. was what happened maybe in, in the peak of the Australian, Sydney, and Melbourne markets two and a half years ago, right? So you went to buy anything and it just went out of hand. Auctions ended up in places, incredible places where you couldn't afford it, right? Like, so for me right now, it's a point in time where I feel if you're a newbie, if you're just starting, it will be easier to just wait and see because that confidence that you are after, it, it's hard to have confidence in this market, right? If you're a little bit more advanced, and this is what we're seeing with some of our clients, people who are in that more advanced stage as an investor, they're taking this as an amazing opportunity. And both you and I, Dom, we're trying to do the same, right, as investors. We believe this is a, this is a point in time where we will be seeing some great opportunities and we want to be prepared for them and have that uh, mindset of, yes, this is not all gloom and doom, like, I don't know how you say that. Sorry, I might have said it incorrectly. Zoom and <laughs> gloom, gloom and doom. <laughs> Whatever it is. Sorry, mistranslation. But we are going to be seeing some amazing opportunities and I'm not now competing against 50 other people for it, which is where I see as an investor the opportunity. That's the opportunity that exactly. people exactly. are missing because they're too scared and they're freaking out and, and again they're just buying savagely at the shelves and I, I get that i get the fear we, we follow the crowds and and that's the thing I, we follow the crowds when everyone was buying property it was like yes let's go and let's get into it everyone's buying toilet paper yes let's go into it Let, let's stop and think how can we not follow the crowds it's hard it's, it's the fear easy. of missing out tiffy exactly when you get when you get to the shelves and you're going to buy some and there's no no products on the shelves there's no supply i know you shit it's yourself excuse a friend i'm like fuck i'm feeling panicked as well exactly <laughs> I'm so no, a rational let's go and get some things quick you know and but <clears throat> it's it's not so we are now all trying to buy more of what we usually buy and overstock ourselves from the supermarket and we're we're following the crowds i'm guilty of it even if i say don't follow the crowds i'm guilty of it and and it's the fear 100% now when my rational tiffy comes to the table i'm trying to understand what's happening people who say let's stop and wait because we feel everything's going to plummet in every crisis this is something I've got. I, I was got told when I was very young, and I keep repeating, and I hundred percent agree. No crisis is exactly the same to the prior one. 
Okay. So if people are thinking, oh, this is just going to be just like the GFC, no crisis is exactly the same to the prior one. So the, we, we have to, we, I, I heard someone yesterday refer to it as a poker game. We get handed cards. We don't know what's going to come our way and trying to react according to what we get and strategize, feel calmly and, and, and not follow others. Like you don't want to get in, in excited when you're playing poker. You want to keep your poker face and see how you can best manage with what you're given. I, I feel that's what's happening right now. If people um, are trying to understand what's happening, we just mentioned it. Yes, the market is slowing down. Do we feel like prices are going to go and just crash? Not necessarily no. be because the governments are doing a lot of things. What we're trying to do with this particular video is explain very easily or simply what means for an RBA to be cutting uh, rates. And that's what we just done. So basically, they're trying to stimulate the economy. So you go and invest in things like property. And I feel like this is a great time to come and talk to you and myself, right, Dom? Well, so let's let me pause. So let me just uh, let me just say, let's look at what we've got, right? What we have now is normally our clients are all very time poor professionals. Yes. What you have now is the gift of time. You've got a couple of weeks to breathe. You're probably not as busy as you have been. So now you have an hour or two hours to sit and sit with a professional and do your research. I think in this time, you want to be ready to pounce. You may not buy something today or tomorrow, but you should definitely be sitting down and talking to your accountant, to your mortgage broker, to your financial planner, to your property consultant. You should understand what you have. Take stock, set your goals for the next one, two or three, six months, whatever that's going to be, and set a strategy to attack, uh -huh. right? You want to be ready to pounce. You're, you're, for all the people that are listening, Nick, if he's nodding your head because she's literally I, I done that. that. 100%, 100%. And I'm just saying, that's what Peter's doing. We're all doing the exact same thing. We're getting all our financial, financial affairs ready. We're looking at the properties that we want to buy. We're structuring the deals and we're ready. Some of our clients are out there still buying because whilst the market may come back and it will come back a little bit, volumes will come down, prices will creep. There are opportunities out there that are, that are going to be as cheap as they ever will be now, today. They're not going to fall down any further. So that, that's why some clients are still purchasing. The, the more sophisticated clients are or the more brave ones are. They're looking at things that they can control and acting. 100%. Can we chat a little bit about the um, rental market? Because, you know, rentals at the end of the day is the cash flow component of the properties that we purchase. And you and I have the strategy that we like to go after the prices or properties that are underneath the median sale price. 100%. They're affordable. The yeah. affordable part of the market. 100%. And I've, I've had this question quite a few times. People are scared. Um, about what happens when you go into a recession and we are going into a recession and with rental demands. And what I usually say is when you're investing in a house, an apartment, townhouse, whatever it is where people can live, people will always need a roof over their heads. 
right? So there's always going to be demand. Now, if you're going for that more affordable part of the market, in a time of recession, that's the part of the market that will have the most demand. Because, of course, there's going to be people who have to just, um, I don't know, maybe scale down. Maybe they had a house that was too expensive. Their business is not doing as well. Um, so they, they need to go for a more affordable cost of living, right? And therefore, that affordable housing market starts getting more and more demand. So whilst if, if you own apartment units or houses or whatever in that higher end, most likely your rental uh, income will go down. You'll have to maybe lower that 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 rent that you're requesting in that lower end of the market because it's demand and supply and you're going to start receiving more demand. It might even happen that the demand, the rental income goes up. Maybe it happens, maybe not, but there will be plenty of demand. Do you agree with that, Dom? 100%. I think about the types of properties that we recommend. We go for the properties with the most liquidity, with the most volume transactions where people yes. can actually buy and, and can lease. And even the types of designs that we go after. Let's just talk about a two bedroom, right? You can go for one two bedroom apartment where you've got two bedrooms stuck together and you can hear your person on the other side of the wall. You're less likely to rent that out to two friends or two people that don't know one another. Or if you've got that two bedroom where there's a bedroom here and a bedroom on the other side of the apartment, there's a good degree of separation. Now you can have two, you and I can live there and we wouldn't see each other and there's two bathrooms and we're unaffected by one another. So all yeah. the simple things that we talk about and practice in choosing the different layouts and designs come into play now where you've got that guy or that young lady who's living in a two bedroom apartment, they've maybe got it as a study at the moment. Yes. Now they go, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to rent it out to a friend. I'm going to rent it out to someone that I don't know. I might put it on Airbnb because yes. it's not going to impact my life too much. And people that are in the most expensive properties are saying, well, we'd like to go down and get something a little bit cheaper. Maybe I'll get a one bedroom, you know, or maybe uh, if you are in the part of the market where it's going to be a bit more competitive because you've got a brand new property, you can afford to reduce your rents a little bit and you're still going to be the dominant force in that space because compared to all the shittier older ones that haven't got the air conditioning or the heating or the good um, ins uh, insulation yes. coming into winter, when people are feeling a bit more scared and they want to be a bit more secure, they want a brand new apartment or they want a brand new house. They want the stuff that's going to look after them and their family. And, and even considering if you're giving the choice for the same rent, two different places to live, one is old, one is new, which one would you choose, right? If we all I'm go I'm living in an older place now and it's beautiful. I'm doing renovations and I'm doing all this kind of stuff. But it's all the things that you don't really realize, like uh, thinner glass windows so noise comes in. Um, it, it's it's not insulated well. There's, there's a lot of uh, leakage is what they call in houses. So the heat and the air uh, comes out of the house very easy. So it's more expensive to run. I'm not going to complain too much because <laughs> my girlfriend is in is is within earshot. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's much nicer to live in a newer apartment or a newer house. Exactly. Um, so I think wrapping a lot of that up. What have you got? Any messages for our clients that are out there? Yes. 
I do have. So I'm, I'm going to just first start with the mindset message is if you are freaking out and, and the health component plays a massive role, first and foremost, let, let, let's stop. Let's think rationally. Let's take uh, measures to make us that make us feel safer. If we're talking um, from a property point of view, you are wanting to understand um, what should I be doing? How can I best prepare? How? What are my options? Then this is the time to stop and talk to people who are experienced and know a lot of, okay? So both you, Dom, myself, and the rest of the team are here to talk. We thought our um, days would slow down and actually more people are keen to talk to, to us at this point in time. So my agenda is looking as full as it can look right now, but we're still here to support each and every single one of you that are keen on having a conversation with us. Um, Absolutely. So, so this is the point in time is to don't freak out, just stop and talk to people who can give you another point of view, who can bring a fresh set of eyes to the table. Okay. But I, I, I'm trying to not spread that freaking out. Basically, that's my message to you. Um, and it's if you're still after watching or hearing to this podcast video and um, you're still not understanding what's happening how it affects you how you how you can face this moving forward we always say that one size doesn't fit all what we're saying is pretty generic and each situation each individual situation is unique so again come and talk to us so we can understand what you are going through and and better explain your unique situation and how you can move forward right so it's all about understanding we're all trying to take take a pause and see what are our next steps and that's what where we come into play and how we can help you basically absolutely thank you for summarizing it so nicely everybody out there take a big deep breath slow down don't breathe next to someone that's sick but just slow down um, and and use this time wisely I think we're going to get through it. Everything will be okay. Now that you've got some time off, feel free to have a chat to us. We're busy, but we'll definitely make time. Um, stay safe. If you like something that you heard on this podcast or watch it, please share it with all your friends and hopefully we can bring some comfort to them. Otherwise, we'll see you all soon. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you. Bye.